So I wanted to go to Joe. Okay. This is a 83-year-old female who in March of 06 had a year of abdominal pain and bloating. And actually, she was seen at Northwestern at the time, as that's where her daughter lives. A CT scan was performed, and it revealed a 4x3x2 polypoid gastric polyp. In addition, there was some colonic wall thickening. A colonoscopy revealed a sigmoid cancer, and an upper endoscopy revealed a gist, biopsy proven. She underwent a resection of the sigmoid, and it turned out to be a T3N0 colon cancer. However, the stomach lesion they felt was a bit large, and they thought perhaps she would need a larger surgery than she could handle. Although she was 83, she was a bit frail. In Miami Beach, we're used to seeing very vigorous and healthy 83-year-olds, but she's not one of them. She came to me after all that, and armed with the pathology report, I decided to start her on Gleevec 400 milligrams a day. She actually did not tolerate the Gleevec at 400 milligrams a day, and certainly not the first octogenarian to really not tolerate that dose. What problems did she have? Really, the biggest problem was the fatigue and just feeling ill. She could deal with the swelling. The fluid retention wasn't such a big deal. We could get by with diuretics, but she just felt too tired. She also happens to develop a decent amount of diarrhea. So what I opted to do was drop her dose to 200 milligrams a day, and twice a week I've been able to convince her to take 400 milligrams a day. And on those days she doesn't leave the home because she has a bit more diarrhea. But, you know, this is much more compatible with her lifestyle Continued scans revealed shrinkage of the tumor. And actually, the last scan in December of 07 revealed no radiologic evidence of the gist. Chuck? This is a great case. I mean, there's actually a number of things that come to mind. I guess one question I have for you is, when you started, was surgery an eventual goal? Or were you sort of trying to substitute? Because I have a number of people, 80-year-olds, 90-year-olds, who have highly resectable gists, but they say no. And we know that we can treat them with imatinib probably on average for two years before resistance develops. And that's actually more from the metastatic setting anyway. But we can usually buy them enough time that something else may come along to preclude ever needing surgery. But that would be one important question. The second issue is we don't really know what the correct dose is. I mean, a lot of the CML dosing and the GIST dosing was based on some models. But I have certainly had people respond at 100 milligrams a day. And... I'll be honest, I'm not entirely sure you need that extra 400 a couple times a week if it really keeps her bedridden those two days. She might, but she might not. And I will just echo your point that even though it's a relatively bland drug, giving it to these 85-year-old, 90-year-olds really, really tough. And you're right, fatigue, diarrhea, nausea. It's not rash, it's not muscle aches, but those symptoms preclude their taking full-dose Gleevec a very large percentage of the time. Any pearls about avoiding or managing those side effects? It depends which specific ones. Certainly the nausea, we split the dose. Make sure they're taking it with food or a large glass of water. Some people we give antiemetics and others PPIs, things like that. And that's usually effective. But for the fatigue, it doesn't matter. They're getting decent blood levels no matter what schedule you give it on. And they're getting fatigue. You know, it's not like you're going to give this person Ritalin to make her feel better. So it's just a matter of finding a dose that she can live with. I will say, too, though, that a lot of the symptoms get better over time if you can get them to tough it out or you think she'll be on it for a long time. So that's another possible solution to that. So she's been on Gleevec for, if not almost a year, more than a year. She's not actually become tolerant of the symptoms. So the question in her is, would you take her to surgery to spare her Gleevec? Because we know 
at least from the French trial, that even stopped people in CR and they essentially all relapsed. We're not curing these people, even when their disease disappears. You can't just stop the drug and do nothing further. I mean, you might be able to and write it out because of her age, but eventually she would get into trouble. So it is actually somebody, if they could do a very simple wedge or even endomucosal resection of where it was, is that a reasonable solution to keep her from needing the Gleevec? And I actually do offer surgery to get people off Gleevec, not infrequently. So one of the things that really comes up in a patient like this is what if you can't find it? Which is very Radiologically, common. we don't see it anymore. You know, I might do an EUS. It's probably still going to show nothing. But I would try that as a first Stop step. Stop Gleevec for a month. And then you'll find and it. You'll, and it'll come back, <laughs> and it probably won't be that big. Yeah, actually, right. You don't I mean, that's what control. the French trial showed. It'll come back. Right. And you could just, she'd probably enjoy the holiday anyway. I don't think it... I don't she's think not going to really be putting control. her at risk. I don't think so. Doing that, something like that. I, it's I, like I don't uh, think she's the, deprivation and letting the PSA come back. Most patients don't like that too much. <laughs> I don't think she's the world's greatest surgical candidate. And I think that actually this dose of Gleevec for her is reasonably tolerated. Yeah, I, I might just leave her on that indefinitely. Any sort of guesses looking at her, you know, what her life expectancy might be? And I mean, this is a lady who looks like she could, you know, live to 90 and beyond. But I mean, I just reviewed this in 80-year-olds who aren't dying of cancer have eight years of life expectancy ahead of them. So yeah, she should live into her 90s if she's not otherwise super frail. And she will get in trouble from the gist during that time if you were to just stop a matinib. What's the likelihood that by doing surgery, you can prevent her from getting into trouble? Again, I'm not convinced myself that surgery cures a lot of people with a matinib. I think it tends to be a systemic disease. But again, if it's small, it might push off the time to recurrence a lot. And if she doesn't need Gleevec again until she's 88, or maybe we'll have a better drug by that time that she could tolerate. I'm not strongly recommending surgery. And again, I have exactly the same patient. Actually, she's 93. She had a ditzel esophageal that they could just lop right off, and she said, no way. And she's been on Gleevec at 100 for four years now. You know, Neil, one of the things that I'm coming away with is that we're not curing many of these people at all. And this is precisely the reason why I'm not sure I would take an 83-year-old woman to surgery. If I'm not going to cure her, and if studies suggest that I should probably be putting her back on Gleevec, then I'm not sure I've accomplished anything. Well, I mean, if you look at the series, small gastric primaries that are not mitotically active do not inevitably recur. Even though the older MD Anderson suggested a 90% recurrence rate, Ron Matteo's series was half of that. And now we have this long-term follow-up where some of them that are very low risk. So if for whatever reason you said, I've given her a year of Gleevec and I did a wedge resection or endomucosal resection after you find it again, I would be very comfortable stopping with the hope that even if she weren't cured, it would be two years or four years or five years till it came back. It's just one strategy. So you mentioned the issue about drug levels in an 83-year-old uh, or some of these older population. Given that there can be interactions with things like simvastatin or erythromycin or St. John's wort or something like that, how significant are those interactions, and do we need to clear the board of other therapies before we say somebody's intolerant? You need to find a, a pharmacist yeah. who really knows this drug, because when we were writing the studies, we had, I think, four pages of 400 drugs that could interact with a matinib. Now, the reality is most of them are not major league players, you know, like the old acetaminophen, et cetera, but some of them are like some of the ones you mentioned. And you definitely would want to review her other drugs and make sure she wasn't getting some high level. But I don't think it's that. I think it is just something to do with their age. So it's not a matter of following a drug level. No, you can do that. There are a couple of centers that are doing levels. They're more doing them to make sure that people are compliant than anything else. But there's some talk about whether we should be paying more attention to drug levels for sure. It's a weak area, I think. It's a very so weak far. area. I mean, very little pharmacokinetics have been done, and it's a very weak area in the field. But I mean, I think you're right that we're not curing people that still have disease that's not totally resected. And 
I think Chuck's arguing that you're really not curing anybody because everybody's got systemic disease. I'm not sure I'd go that far, but <laughs> I'd take a more moderate approach. But yeah, that's right. I mean, I think we all would agree with that. And the data certainly shows that. 